Say good morning. Hope you're doing well today. Good morning, Angie. Thanks for uh, checking in. If you uh, are on and if you're on and haven't said hello, say hello in the chat. I'd love to hear from you guys. All right, we are going to continue talking about money today. Right. So why are we talking about money? Because uh, we have to get comfortable with the fact that money isn't evil. The love of money is right. That's what it really says. But we've kind of twisted that as Christians to say that money's evil, but it's not. It takes money to do stuff. Right. So you need to get comfortable with handling money. You need to get comfortable with talking about money. Oftentimes we talk about money and and we get this uh, weird anxiety going on. It like it, it it stirs something up in us that makes us anxious and, and and I don't know just just feel kind of weird and so we don't talk about it because we're we're uncomfortable with the subject and so we need to get comfortable. It takes resources to have an impact, to have a greater impact, and to leave a greater legacy. So that's why I want us to get to get comfortable talking about this. And so last week we started off uh, at talking in Deuteronomy 8 and really pulling some kingdom principles out of there as it relates to money. The first one of those was abundance. And a lot of people get twisted when it comes to abundance because they start talking about, oh, this person, they're they're preaching a prosperity gospel or or that's what they believe in is this prosperity gospel and the fact is, is there's no such thing as a prosperity gospel. There's only the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's it. That's the only gospel there is. What they, they get twisted is, is the kingdom principle of abundance. Right? They, they can't celebrate somebody that is living out of the abundance of the kingdom, so they have to label it something and, and call it negative, which really only uh, divides people, and it, it's... It's really frustrating for me to see that because what's happening is, is somebody has decided to uh, put on uh, the, the prosperous nature of, of God because he is, he's going to prosper you as one of his children. That's just what a good father does, right? He gives favor to you and he makes you prosper out of the abundance of the kingdom. And, and, and people don't like that for whatever reason they get, they get weird about when somebody puts on, uh, the favor and prosperity that God has placed on them. It happened to Joseph, right? His brothers were okay. Knowing he was a favored son, knowing that the father had more favor on him until he decided to put the coat on that his father made and wear his favor. Once that happened, they got just over the top with him, threw him in the pit, wound up selling him, uh, originally wanted to kill him because he decided to wear the favor. And we see that today, obviously not in that extreme, but we see people lashing out on social media because this person is wearing the favor and the prosperity that God's given them. And they slap a label on it. Rather than slapping the label of abundance on it, that it that comes from the kingdom and celebrating these people, no, nope, it's got to be bad. So 
that first principle we pulled out of Deuteronomy 8 last week was abundance, right? That is a kingdom principle that we live by as citizens. The second one is remembrance. We remember always that our provision comes from God. Yes, it says in there, he gave us the power to generate wealth. But the fact is, is that power comes from him. He's our source for that. And we always want to remember that. We can't can't think of that power as coming from our own strength. Because that is not what's going on in the kingdom. So remembrance was the second one. The third one was disciplining. And uh, this isn't... Uh, this isn't punishment. It, it's preparation, right? Being disciplined to uh, steward what you've been given. And in this case, we're talking about money, but there's so many other things. Uh, if you are uh, uh, leading a, a business or leading a team, you need to steward that team well. You need to steward your finance as well. And being disciplined in doing that is is also a principle of the kingdom. We're not just going to um, just spend without thinking and, and without care, because if you're doing that, you're not thinking about the impact that you're having. You're not thinking about the impact that you're, you're having for the kingdom and moving the kingdom forward. Right? You're not thinking about the legacy you're leaving behind. So that's why disciplining is another one of those important uh, principles, kingdom principles that we pulled out last week and particularly around money. The next one was possession, right? What happens when you don't possess the land that uh, God has given you? Somebody else can step in and possess that and use that in a manner that uh, God doesn't want, right? So we saw with the Israelites, they, they wouldn't take possession of the land. They were scared, uh, because they were forgetting, and this is why remembrance is important, they were forgetting what they just came through. They're forgetting that when they were freed from Egypt, that they were given the wealth of Egypt on the way out. They forgot the parting of the Red Sea. They're forgetting all these things. They weren't remembering what God had done for them. They weren't remembering the power that he brought them out of. And so they didn't trust in him to help them possess the land. All they had to do was go in and possess it. And they were already given the victory. And so you need to take possession of what God has given you. So whatever level of, of glory you're sitting at, whatever level of provision you're sitting at, take possession of that and steward it well. And the last thing we pulled out of Deuteronomy 8 last week was uh, multiplication. This is another kingdom principle, and it is something that is expected. Because in there it says, when your herds are multiplied, when your gold is multiplied, when your silver is multiplied, when everything that you have is multiplied. And it didn't say if, it said when. So when these things are multiplied, it said, remember God. Remember that he is your provision. So multiplication is another principle that's just naturally a part of the kingdom. All right, so this week I want to talk uh, some about stewarding, and I've mentioned that already. And what I'm not going to do this week is tell you how to spend your money. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. Uh, so 
I want to look at two definitions, two definitions real quick. Uh, the first one is steward, and that's a person who manages another's property or financial affairs, one who administers anything as the agent of another or others. And stewardship, uh, the second definition here, the responsible overseeing and protection of something considered worth caring for and preserving. All right. So why is it important to understand these definitions? Um, it's important. It's important to note that we are uh, spilling out the kingdom, right? And in this case, it's uh, it's the kingdom's money that we're spilling out, and and so we are we are taking care of that. We're we're managing what God has given us, and we are using that in an impactful way. It's it's an important thing to note because um, you're going to give an account for what you have uh, been given to steward, and not. Not in a way that's that's bad, where it's going to be like, oh, you didn't you didn't steward this well, you know, uh, um, and all the the finger pointing that could go on with that. That's that's not what I'm talking about. What it is is, if you are not uh, stewarding well what you've been given, there's no increase that's going to happen. You're not going to move in financial increase to that next level of glory. That's just the way things are. And, and I'm going to prove it to you here in just a minute. All right. So it's important to know what is behind stewarding and stewardship. Okay. That, so let's get into this. I want to read uh, from Matthew. I should have had this marked off already. Matthew 25. We're going to read verses 14 to 30. As soon as I can find it. Here we go. All right. Again, heaven's kingdom realm is like the wealthy man who went on a long journey and summoned all his trusted servants and assigned his financial management over to them. Before he left on his journey, he entrusted a bag of 5,000 gold coins to one of his servants, to another, a bag of 2,000 gold coins, and to the third, a bag of 1,000 gold coins, each according to his ability to manage. The one entrusted with 5,000 gold coins immediately went out and traded with the money, and he doubled his investment. In the same way, the one who was entrusted with 2,000 gold coins traded with the sum and likewise doubled his investment. But the one who had been entrusted with 1,000 gold coins dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After much time had passed, the master returned to settle accounts with his servants. The one who was entrusted with 5,000 gold coins came and brought 10,000, saying, See, I have doubled your money. Commending his servant, the master replied, You have done well and proven yourself to be my loyal and trustworthy servant. Because you have been a faithful steward to manage a small sum, now I will put you in charge of much, much more. You will experience the delight of your master, who will say to you, Come, celebrate with me. Then the one who had been given, who had been entrusted with 2,000 uh, gold coins came in and said, See, my master, I have doubled what you have entrusted to me. Commending his servant, the master replied, You have done well and proven yourself to be my loyal and trustworthy servant. Because you were faithful to manage a small sum, now I will put you in charge of much, much more. You will experience the delight of your master, who will say to you, Come celebrate with me. Then the one who had been entrusted with 1,000 gold coins came to his master and said, Look, sir, I know that you are a hard man to please, and you 
and you are a shrewd and ruthless businessman who grows rich on the backs of others. I was afraid of you, so I went and hid your money and buried it in the ground. But here it is. Take it. It's yours. Angered by what he heard, the master said to him, You are an untrustworthy and lazy servant. If you knew I was a shrewd and ruthless businessman who always makes a profit, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? Then I would have received it all back with interest when I returned. But because you were unfaithful, I will take the 1,000 gold coins and give them to the one who has 10,000. For the one who has will be given more, until he overflows with abundance. And the one with hardly anything, even what little he has, will be taken from him. Then the master said to his other servants, Now throw, throw that good-for-nothing servant far away from me into the outer darkness, where there will be great misery and anguish. So what I want you to pull out of that is uh, there's two principles I want to add on to our list from last week. And the first is uh, trusted. He says right up front that uh, he gave, he entrusted, let's see here, he summoned all his trusted servants. So he, he summoned these three trusted servants. He trusted them to steward the money well, right, to apply the kingdom principles and have an increase and see an increase there, right? As citizens of the kingdom, you're trusted. You're trusted with, with so many different things. And I know you've heard Angie talk about this a lot. He, God has trusted you with uh, the power tools. You get to go out in the garage and play with the power tools. It's the same thing here. You are trusted. You have been trusted with with finances, and the the degree to which you're you're trusted with finances, it's going to be different uh, for everyone, right? Uh, like you see in the story, this was uh, trusted servants and assigned financial management over them. Uh, he entrusted a bag of five thousand gold coins to one, two thousand to another, one thousand to another, according to his abilities to manage. He trusted all of them in their different abilities. Because they weren't all at the same level, right? They they have, uh, it, it's different, right? Because we are all at different levels of glory. We're all at different places in our journey as kingdom citizens, right? Some of us have been doing that a long time. Some people are just being awakened and, and accepting that invitation into oneness, into sonship, right? Some people are just coming alive to that. And so that we're, we're at different levels, right? This doesn't mean that you're untrustworthy because you've been given a, a smaller amount to steward right now. It just means that you, you have growth there. You have opportunities to grow, right? So that's what we're talking about there is trusted, okay? This is something uh, uh, that when we're, looking at this and you're looking at different people in different levels and, and you possibly see somebody who has is at a, like a greater level of glory than you right now so they have more to steward uh, we can't get stuck in a comparison game there because that's that's easy to fall into that's an easy trap for the enemy to get you to stumble and keep you where you're at you start comparing yourself to them or or start pointing out things that you don't like about what they do or or whatever, that's that's not what we should be doing. We should be uh, celebrating these people and 
and what they have been given to steward. Right? We can't look at others and allow that to get us stuck. Right? The the one with 2000 should have been looking to the one with 5000 and saying, "Teach me something." Right? Help me learn something. That's the interaction there. The only comparison is is like, "Oh, I don't know something that uh that they know. Let me go learn." That's it. That's where it stops. It's not a, oh, they have more and I have less. That's not the comparison we're making, right? We should be learning from each other, right? So that that first principle to add is trusted. You are trusted as a, a citizen of the kingdom. He trusts you as a son. He trusts you as a king. All right, so the next one is, is work. This is the next principle I want to bring out from this especially the story here is work. Work is not some nasty four-letter word, okay? It's it's uh, something that we're called to do. We need to go out and make things happen. Uh, you know, the one with 5,000, the one with 2,000, they didn't sit on it. They went out and made things happen. They went out and traded and saw, uh, saw increase. They applied the principles of the kingdom and saw increase there. In this case, uh, it was a double. Right. I want to read Matthew 10, 16 to you. It says, now remember, it is I who send you out, even though you feel vulnerable as lambs going into a pack of wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes and as harmless as doves. This is what they were doing. Right. They were shrewd in applying these principles, yet they were still harmless. Right. They weren't out uh, trying to destroy people uh, with the wealth generating power that God gave them. They were just out advancing the kingdom. They were having impact. And and on the backside of that, creating legacy. So you're shrewd in, in understanding and playing in the financial systems. Right? That's, that's one of the things that I want you to be comfortable with. Is getting out there and being able to um, be impactful. For the kingdom. All right, we're called, we're not called to, to sit around and and just expect things to happen around us. That's just not the way it goes. Okay, we didn't we didn't see that modeled here when Jesus said uh the kingdom is like, right? And then he went into that story. So we're not called to sit around. Right, we're called to work. And two out of three, two out of the three servants here, they understood uh, the kingdom principles uh, that we've been talking about. And and one of them just didn't. Right. One was uh, lazy and full of fear. That was the place that he operated out of was fear. Rather than out of the kingdom, knowing the principles of the kingdom and then applying them. He sat in fear. But when you look into the, the face of the king of kings, we shouldn't be fearful, right? We should be inspired. That's what you should be feeling. It shouldn't be a fear-based thing. It should be, wow, I'm looking into the face of the king of kings. And I am filled with inspiration. 
right? That's you're going to get solutions there. You're going to get uh, you're going to get some steps to go out and make things happen and put these these principles into into play, right? You're trusted by your good father, plain and simple. So you got to trust yourself, right? Uh, Holy Spirit is uh, in constant communion with you. So trust yourself. You have to you have to know that what you carry is is good. God doesn't give bad gifts. He gives you good gifts. Right. So not trusting yourself with money is actually it's actually kind of silly. And, and so many people don't trust themselves with money for whatever reason. They, they think that uh, somehow they're going to be uh, drawn into uh, loving money and and some weird materialistic uh, lifestyle. But when you are operating first out of your union with with the Trinity and 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 flowing out of that oneness, that shouldn't even matter. You should trust yourself there, right? If that is where you're operating from, then there's no need to worry about it. Trust God's judgment of you. You know, maybe try that. If, if he's given you uh, things to steward, gifts to steward, he trusts you. So maybe you should trust his judgment of you. Rather than saying, oh, you know, I, I can't I can't trust myself with that. I have to be I have to be poor. I, I'm not trustworthy with with big resources. <laughs> Come on. Stop lying to yourself. If you have told yourself that, that's a lie. God trusts you. So trust his judgment. Right, two of the three in this story trusted themselves and and look at the result. Right? They doubled what they had been given and they were put in charge of even more on the backside of that. There was more increase even on top of that. As a gift. They moved to a new level of glory there. Right, these two understood uh, they couldn't just sit around. They knew that. They understood it. Right, They knew they had to go out and take action, and they did that. And your power to generate uh, doesn't happen or, or manifest when you're just sitting around. Right, it, doesn't, it just doesn't work like that. You have to take even just the smallest action and move forward. Right? You'll build some momentum there. And then you'll be able to take bigger action and bigger action and be more impactful and more impactful because you'll be given more resources to steward. So these two definitely understood uh, the other kingdom principles, you know, abundance, uh, remembrance, discipline, uh, possession, multiplication. They knew these things. They had a real understanding of them. And they knew to go out and apply them. They knew not to bury what they've been given to steward in the ground. Right? They knew that they needed to live from union. 
And that's one of the things you got to remember when you are living from union, living from oneness, you're, you don't have to worry about anything, right? You, you get the answers. You have the answers. You can prophetically know what next steps you need to take. And you're going to know how to apply those kingdom principles. And when you do, what you can expect is increase. Plain and simple, just like you saw in that story. That's what's going on. All right, so the principles from last week, abundance, remembrance, disciplining, uh, possessing, and multiplication. Today we added trusted and worked. These are these are things that uh, when you live from union, they're going to be easy to apply. But do so and watch the increase. See the increase, recognize it, celebrate it. Surround yourself with people who are going to celebrate with you. Okay. And then move in that next level of glory. Lean back into union and see what stewardship looks like at that next level of glory see how to apply those principles again and see more increase, have greater impact. Don't be, don't be content with the level of impact you're having right now. Look for opportunity to have greater impact in the future. All right. That's enough for this week. Um, what do we got coming up? We got unedited chats um, Wednesday morning, life up here later this week. All right. Hope you have a great week. Sit with Holy Spirit this week. Ask him about these principles. See how you're supposed to apply those for your life. All right. Look for those opportunities to have greater impact. All right. Talk to you all later.